the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rescuers Radio Show. Heard every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360, faithtalk1360.com. And once it airs, it goes into our uh, podcast. So please go to uh, the rescuersradioshow.org where you can hear all the shows 181 now in the in the stream, and this is a lis, uh, listener-supported radio station, a li- listener-supported ministry, so you might want to check that out at the website as well if interested. I'm really looking forward to this. So uh, my guest right here, right in, right here in front of me, um, Isaac and and Perna Durham. Right. Right? Yes, that's I correct. got it right, yes. You got it. Uh, and, and a couple of uh, little uh, shots to what, what the, you're doing. Uh, Native American ministry and faith without borders, uh, united in Christ. Um, for, you know, for each, for each of you, I'd like to have you take a few minutes, uh, Isaac first and then uh, Perenna, and if, if you can just take a little bit of time and tell us how you get to got to this place in your life, uh, some of your backstory. Yeah, so, uh, my, yeah, my name is Isaac. I'm a member of the Hopi tribe, and uh, my tribe is in northern Arizona, the Second Mesa Hopi Reservation. And uh, when I was about 19 years old, which was a decade ago, 10 years ago, the Lord really uh, intervened into my life. Uh, growing up, I, I was uh, introduced to uh, a lot of substance abuse, was kind of in this uh, environment growing up. And I was also uh, being exposed to a lot of tribal uh, kind of worship and was initiated into uh, the Hopi religion at a young age. So all these things were, uh, you know, leading me to question my identity uh, when Christ really intervened into my life. I went to a discipleship program called Teen Challenge. When I was 19 years old, God radically changed my life there. I got completely uh, sober, set free from any life-controlling addictions, from all oppression. I stayed on to work at that ministry for uh, about nine years, where I was discipling men that were coming out of drug addiction and coming out of similar lifestyles. At the same time, I was uh, pursuing my education at Arizona State University, and, you know, that's by God's grace, as I, I never graduated high school, I got into a lot of trouble at a young age. Uh, and so God really redeemed me in that area. And uh, I always had a heart for Native American ministry, being that, uh, you know, it was something that I really had to navigate, and I felt like I had to navigate it alone. 
as far as how can I be a native and a Christian? How can I navigate my culture without compromising my faith in Christ? So I had these big questions of, you know, what's appropriate and what's not, uh, how to contextualize the gospel within within my culture, uh, how to contextualize the Bible. And so uh, after uh, graduating with my bachelor's degree in nonprofit, nonprofit leadership and management and American Indian studies, I transitioned to work at a, an, an amazing ministry called Chief Inc. That's Christian Hope Indian Eskimo Fellowship. And we're doing work with tribes all across the United States. Uh, as you may or may not know, there's 574 tribes within the U.S. All of them have different religions and different uh, traditional belief systems. And so uh, we're just working to spread the gospel. And, uh, you know, so I'm in this ministry part-time and a full-time student at Thunderbird School of Global Management, pursuing a master's degree in uh, global management and digital transformation. And, of course, the ministry doesn't stop there. We still are, you know, sharing the gospel on campus. And my uh, main focus right now is uh, launching the Native American Christian Fellowship on campus, which is a student-led Christian club at Arizona State University. What a uh, a uh, confidence that is within your faith, right? It takes a strong strong, uh, faith to walk into that. On a on a university campus, right? So, um, uh, Lerna, Pena. you uh, Panera, Prerna, Prerna. It's difficult. Prerna, yeah. Prerna. Okay, yeah. got it. Uh, uh, you come. You uh, have a, a, a interesting background yourself. So, give us a little bit about that. Uh, my name is Prerna Rodney. I come from India. I was born and brought up there. I belong to a family of pastors and evangelists uh, in India. My grandfather was a man of God. Uh, He was gifted uh, with the gift of healing, and uh, he preached to the communities uh, around him, established a church in India. It's called the Church of Christ in India. Uh, I've been a member. I've grown up around the church uh, with strong Christian values. Now, seen, that that had to be difficult, right? Because you're born in into surrounded by Hinduism. Absolutely. Other, so, yeah. Yeah. India is a predominantly a Hindu country. Yeah. Uh, Christians are very less. God like, had a plan for you. Absolutely, <laughs> by God's grace. So, in fact, I was very excited when I was coming to the United States that I get to live in a Christian country. I'm going for this master's program, and I'll be surrounded by Christian people and churches, and it's going to be amazing. And when I got here uh, at the school, it's a business school, and people do not talk about faith or religion. And I, and I got here all excited, and I quickly realized that uh, it was a subject that people were not comfortable talking about. And then I thought that uh, because I feel that I should not be talking about my faith, that gives me the reason to talk about my faith even more. And so I started uh, talking to my uh, my friends at school, my classmates, uh, talking about faith, uh, about religion. I started asking them, hey, are you Christian? Uh, uh, do you know Jesus? Uh, and things like that. And I realized that there were a lot of Christians from different parts of the world uh, because uh, Thunderbird that both Isaac and I go to is a very international school. There are people from so many different countries. Yeah. 
and um, and I realized that all of these international students like me were here. They had left their fellowships and their communities and families behind, and they were here and obviously needing fellowship, but had uh, no one to talk to in the business environment. So that's how the idea of starting a Christian club at a business school called T-Birds for Christ happened with like-minded students. And um, and this semester, we have been finally able to register it as an official club at Thunderbird and ASU. And we have over 70. Um, so you were providing a, an amount of comfort for, with them, right? Be, so they, they, they had no fear uh, of coming in, you made them comfortable and in the in in the Abs- name of Christ. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, this was a safe space with other Christian brothers and sisters to come and talk about faith if they needed a prayer, just needed support. This was a safe space to, to do that. Well, and Isaac, same for you. I mean, uh, with your background, uh, I, I had no idea that you didn't graduate from high school, but you went on and look where you are today in your uh, education, correct? And um, and you're uh, you're majoring in global management and yes. and digital transformation, Correct. whatever the heck that is. <laughs> but um, at, at Thunderbird School of Glo- Global Management at ASU, so you, you're balancing a lot of things. But in the midst of that, you've made it a prior priority in your life uh, that that the kids of like-minded students. Uh, maybe they're not like-minded when they first come in and maybe they're asked to, to attend uh, something, uh, you know, an outing or something, and um, with with great success, right? Yes. So, and, and you, with the background you have, uh, I want to drill into a little bit to prison ministry. What, what, do you, what have you been doing in and around that? Yeah, so uh, I... For, for quite some time, was volunteering and uh, leading chapel services at the Arizona Department of Juvenile Corrections about twice a month. Um, was doing that for a little over a year and was also, uh, you know, in my early 20s, uh, going into the Lower Buckeye Jail and leading chapel services with the inmates by myself. You know, a little in over my head, but I had a faith, uh, you know, that the Lord was going to move, not because of me, but because of His grace. So I I was uh, active in that prison uh, ministry. Uh, my one of my mentors, his name is Nathan Hale. He's the field director for Prison Fellowship. So he has access to all the prisons in Arizona, uh, New Mexico, and in Hawaii. Nice. And uh, he took me under his wing and has taken me into some of the maximum security prisons uh, to minister to the inmates that are incarcerated. And again, I just pulled from my testimony. Um, you know, I didn't mention yet, but I, I was incarcerated for three and a half years as a youth was arrested over a dozen times, and we're just in a place of a lot of pain and hurt and rebellion. Um, but God was always faithful to answer my prayers oh. and ministered to me, and he really redeemed me from all of that. Uh, it's as if that's never even happened before, that uh, God has made me a new creation. So I've had a heart for uh, for people that are incarcerated, especially youth, troubled youth, that don't have a lot of role models or support. Yeah. Um, so that explains my uh, involvement at the Arizona Department of Juvenile Corrections. I actually uh, was there as a youth uh, at that same juvenile and went back in into the juvenile to uh, to minister to the the young people there. Wow, what did that feel like? Uh, Walking through the door one more time. Yeah, uh, it was this time not to be arrested, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, I really felt like God was redeeming the time. Yeah. That God was redeeming the past. Yeah. 
you know, because it's an unfortunate uh, past and some things, you know, uh, you don't want to talk about, especially in a business setting or professional settings of where you came from. But then what I see uh, when God opens these doors, he's allowed me to to be redeemed and to be a part of his plan in redeeming people that were coming uh that were in the same situation that i was in yeah so isaac and um prina <laughs> uh you you're newly wed uh, wed right yes. yeah that's correct husband and wife so yeah. in in the not so far away future you mean you mean uh how long ago was that uh oh, a little over two months ago yeah <laughs> i i thought you were, you were newlywed so congratulations thank, thank you. you but but not only the marriage, but to to have that with both of your beliefs as strong as they are, and doing the the work that you're that you're able to achieve, uh, it's just amazing to me. And and tell me again what Christian Hope Indian Eskimo Fellowship stands. What's what's inside that? So this uh, this organization. I has, think you're both involved with this, right? With no, this one, actually, more that's, you. That's more so. Uh, yeah. I'm involved in it. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm employed there part time. I'm serving as an executive uh, assistant there. Um. Prerna is uh, the president of the T Birds for Christ at Thunderbird. Yes. And you know I assist her in that, of course. Um. But in, in this ministry, um. We're doing work with the tribes all across the U.S., even some tribal people uh, within Mongolia, Peru, uh, Latin America, because there's uh, uh, similar issues um, when it comes to Christianity and uh, Native American traditional belief systems. And, you know, we see a lot of movements of syncretism, which is blending of two religions, of implementing uh, tribal practices within Christian worship. So we're constantly, uh, you know, uh, bringing to light the truths in the Bible and, and you know, constantly having discussions about how to navigate the culture while still maintaining your Christian conviction to uphold the biblical principles. So, uh, you know, for me, when I was young, when I was younger and being a, initiated into a tribal religion, I was told specifically I'm not to be baptized into the Christian church. And so uh, this was not uh, something I've had to navigate myself. And after being saved, uh, you know, I had I had to learn what's acceptable um, and what's not in regards to how I worship Christ. And so for me, I've made my, for myself two uh, principles that guide me. And that's one. And it might sound simple, but it but it's it's helped me a lot. And that's I only pray to Jesus Christ. And uh, that might seem very simple, but in a in a culture where uh, worship is implemented into all aspects of life, whether it's meals, work, meetings, uh, you know, waking up, going to, going to sleep, there's always a spiritual aspect to it. And then I ask myself, what is this worshiping? What is this honoring? If it's not Jesus Christ, I won't participate in it. Another thing is, I only put my trust in the blood of Jesus to bless me, to heal me, and to protect me from evil. <laughs> nice. There's a lot of things that we see, uh, especially within, uh, you know, New Age movement or or other uh, tribal practices is I'm offered an element. I'm offered a, maybe a, a stone or a sacred object that is meant to protect me from evil or meant to bless me. And so some of these things are very similar across tribal cultures. But at the end of the day, Christ paid the full price at the cross. 
Everything was bought by his blood, and there's not there's no price that we can pay. He paid it for us. Yeah. So the two principles is I only pray to Jesus, and I only trust in the blood of Jesus to heal me, protect me, and to bless me. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, Prana, you uh, you have um, your ministry is called T Birds for Christ. Yes. So tell us about that. Uh, so as I was telling earlier, uh, the idea of T-Birds for Christ came uh, uh, into existence to bring all of these Thunderbird students together who were in need of fellowship, coming from different countries, leaving their fellowships behind. And uh, that's where it started. It started with just word of mouth, uh, publicity. We were just talking to each other, meeting and praying together. And uh, we ended up doing uh, a couple of very interesting things last semester. Uh, we hosted uh, a Good Friday service, and then we hosted an Easter dawn service. Uh, back in India, uh, at daybreak on Easter, we have a huge worship. And so when I, uh, when I was talking about that with my friends here, they got very interested and said that, let's do it this year. And so we hiked up uh, the Papag- in the Papago Park, right? Yeah. The hole in, in the rock. Sure, yeah. yeah. So at, uh, at 4 o'clock in the morning, we hiked up, and uh, right at daybreak, we were praising and worshiping. Nice. And in fact, one of the leaders uh, in T-Birds for Christ is, is an ordained pastor. <laughs> and so he was delivering the sermon, the message, and there were just random people who, who Coincidence? Just, I think not. <laughs> <laughs> and they were there, and they joined the service, and they were so happy to hear the word, and everybody started praising and worshiping. It was just a monumental moment for T-Birds uh, for Christ. And we got invigorated, and we have to take this forward, and we yeah. have to be official and uh, turn it into a legacy, make it keep going. I'm going to take just a moment, uh, a note for our audience. If you're, if you're late coming into this episode of Rescuers Radio Show, our guests are Isaac and Prerna Durham. And uh, you guys, uh, you're carrying a heavy uh, educational load, both of you. And to do this as well uh, as a calling, how do you handle all this stuff? I mean, um, how do you handle it? You, in some way, you need to be very organized, I would think, be both of you, right? But you don't feel that that's a heavy load. You you're, you enjoy everything you're doing, right? Yeah, I would say, I mean, at the end of the day, we can't afford not to implement Christ, uh, you know, into our daily activities. Yeah. It's, it's by His grace that we're empowered to, uh, you know, pursue our education with excellence and and to uh you know work as as a as a way of you know honoring the lord with our abilities our talents and our gifts so uh you know i've always wanted to do everything for the glory of god and i i've you know sat and thought about like how consuming education can be yeah. and uh i don't want to make anything an idol i don't want to put anything above christ so so then you know my prayer in my heart has been lord thank you for the opportunity for education uh, I want to be a good steward of this and use it to glorify you as a platform um, where you where where you can be magnified. Your name is magnified. Absolutely. So I see education uh, as a catalyst to furthering the gospel. I see my positioning within school as a, a you know being ordained by the Lord. He has me here for a reason, yeah. and the people that are around me, God uh, gave His life for and loves them so much. And I just want to be available, uh, no matter how busy I am. I know that the small gestures 
um, you know, uh, you know, it was through the body of Christ when someone was very kind to me that I was able to see uh, that they were different. And that drew me to the Lord, and I just hope to do the same. Nice. So uh, I want to know more about the, the passion you, you two have establishing a campus ministry called Native Christian Fellowship at ASU. That's a, this is another one, right? Yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm president of the, uh, the Native Christian Fellowship, and then uh, uh, Prairna is a president of T-Birds for Christ. So she's uh, head, heading up the uh, international student ministry. I'm heading up the Native American uh, student ministry. And so we're in our early stages. Uh, we're, we're excited about where it's going to go. But, you know, we really just, for the Native Christian Fellowship, really want to provide a place where uh, Na- Native American Christians can come together, uh, have a sense of belonging, and are able to have conversations about um, about their faith. A uh, uh, majority of Native Americans will tell you that they believe in a spiritual realm, that they know that there is a creator. But then we have to have the discussions of who is the creator and what is the truth and what defines it. And this is where we, you know, uh, and th- it's simple, is implementing a Bible study, yeah. simple Bible studies, yeah. and then seeing what the Bible has to say about everything. Well, there's always the uh, uh, always, there's always the question: Do you know where you're going when you die? Right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What? Um, so uh, you you're doing a lot of service activities around all of these ministries, right? That that fills up more of your time. Uh, well, uh, I I think, and uh, both Isaac and I believe that uh, Jesus Christ is the first priority in our life. Everything is is for him and through him and even though we have it we are pursuing education and other activities we always make sure that there's time to be actively involved in serving the lord and uh, i have grown up with that value uh, uh, passed on to me from my family and uh, and isaac has has learned it along the way and we are so blessed to be here and uh, it's not that if, if we're giving our time to serving the Lord, uh, we're not doing anything. I think it's a blessing that God is enabling us uh, to do little things that would add value and would help people in coming together and worshiping and praying and glorifying the name of Jesus. So actually, we are the recipient of grace and we are the recipient of blessing to be able to do this work. So we feel blessed be doing it. Yeah, so... Um Gosh, you know the the way that you, you you the two of you were brought up in so drastically different situations. Absolutely. And here you are. <laughs> and and that that's only one answer, right? It's Christ that brought Absolutely. you guys Amen. together. Absolutely. So, isn't it true that most public uh non-Christians uh or those that say they have faith and maybe not a deep faith uh, would say that I, I've been lucky my whole life. Mm-hmm. You, you guys don't know. You know, you 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 can't say that word, right? We are blessed. <laughs> you are just yeah. truly blessed, blessed the word, by yeah. the blood of Christ. Amen. So, um, um, gathering people together that are on the fringe, you found the core of people. It sounds like uh, to gather around these ministries that you're you're in the. You're, they're in the works right now, right? Mm-hmm. These ministries, and um, it sounds to me like you would like to pull in that fringe group. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they're getting really interested, but 
it's a little itchy. I'm not sure, but but once they once they come in mm-hmm. and hear and they hear the word, they 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 discover something brand new, right? They have yeah, that yeah. they have that opportunity. Yeah, and as you may know, with uh, college culture all across the board, is when <laughs> people show up to campus, they're uh, they're away from their accountability, which is their parents, which is their family. Yeah, and that can be good or bad. Yeah, uh, you know, there's a lot of party culture, a lot of unhealthy, you know, uh, environments they can find themselves in, whether that's you know going to a bar or club or wh- or whatever it might be, to where they're being influenced by their peers. So during that time when they're new on campus, it's a critical season for them because uh, you know the the group that they get involved when uh, involved with can really determine which direction they're going to go. So we're just hoping to be a presence there. We're available. We're making ourselves known that we're here as an alternative. Uh, you know, we're, we want to create that environment to where they can come and join us and uh, fellowship with us and have a positive outlet. How do they find you? Well, uh, Karina, <laughs> do you want to talk about our tabling event? Yeah, uh, we had a first tabling event uh, at uh, Thunderbird uh, ASU, and uh, we were just like we decided that we are not going to be like other clubs actively like, hey, come here, we have stuff to offer you, but we'll just stay there quietly and just see if people come to us. And we were so surprised just by the name T Birds for Christ. So many people flogged, and they were like, wow, there's a Christian club at a business school. We didn't know that. We've been here six months, and. Uh, a lot of people signed up. They were so happy that there was a, a Christian club uh, with all these other clubs. Yeah, and just to put it into perspective, before we even got registered, the club was growing organically. We had uh, about thirty people in our club, in, in a in a group in a group uh, you know chat, chat and yeah. we were we were meeting for Bible studies and things like that. But after getting registered and tabling, the uh, over seventy people now there's have. over seventy people just from one wow. tabling event. I, we're in our last minute of the show. How can they contact you? People look that want to get in touch with you. How do they contact you? Oh, yeah. So uh, you, you're you're welcome to look up Chief at Chief dot org, um, and you can see the ministry that we have going on there. And that's a way that you can talk, contact me there. Yeah, and <laughs> we are happy to share our email address as well. Okay. It's P R E R N A R O D N E Y one nine nine one at gmail.com. All right. Isaac and Prena Durham, you are rescuers, changing and saving lives. Thank you and God bless Thank you God. for being on the road on the uh, station today. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. You are my rescue story. You Rescuers, Thursdays at 5.30 Arizona time on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ AM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.